I don't know how you all define plant-based, but I just, I find that eating more plants is plant-based to me. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're truly a vegan. I don't know how everyone else feels. We agree. Okay, good, yeah. good. So I think it's just that, right? Plant-based, like the base of your diet is plants, but right, right, it doesn't have to exactly. be solely that. Exactly. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Joining our discussion today, The Weekend Chef, Lawrence Russell. So welcome, Lawrence. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. For those of you who follow us on Instagram, you may have noticed News to DC appear in some of our stories, which personally, you know, catch them while you can. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen the stories, um, you'll notice them soon in our feed. But we are working on a collaboration with Lawrence for a TJV event coming up very shortly. So we wanted to have him on the podcast so that everyone has an opportunity to get to know him the way that we have. And we're so glad to have you with us, as we already said. Yeah. So Lawrence, a number of your posts on Instagram are tagged hashtag the weekend chef. Where did that moniker come from and what's your cooking background? Well, um, initially I wasn't aware of what a hashtag was early in social media years, um, but the, the, old, the olden days, right? The olden <laughs> days, right? So initially I was familiar with social media through Facebook and I would see these, what I, I'm old school, I would call them number signs. <laughs> right. So, but after a while, when you send a nine one one text, right? Yeah. Exactly. You see, some age. But um, I realized that these were an amazing sort of mechanism to link subjects, uh, things of that nature. So, um, a friend of mine, uh, Trisha, some of you all know her. She uh, recommended. She said, "You know what? You should tag." yourself on all your posts as the weekend chef. So um, as far as the weekend chef, how that came about was uh, we all live busy lives. And for the most part, um, what I love to do, I can't do really during the week for the most part, as far as really cook and, and think and prepare and do the whole shebang. So most of the time my cooking is done on the weekend. And again, I'm not a chef by, by trade, but I feel as though my concept of planning meals and seeing it all the way through and really thinking about what I'm preparing for myself or my audience, I consider myself a chef. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. between the two of those, The Weekend Chef, plus I love TV shows, I love uh, cooking uh, stations and, and, and shows. So I always said to myself, if if I were to ever have a cooking show, it would be called The, the Weekend, Weekend Show. Weekend show. So love it. There you yeah, go. Love, love it. So like most people, your passion is not how you make your money. Right. Currently, at least. Correct, right. And the idea of being able to showcase what you can do through social media has just become your passion project. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, definitely. And we should call out here the mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our, if our audience has not seen the stories that we posted on Insta, missing it. they will see it soon um, because that mac and cheese. It, and I've seen you work. So I've seen how you care about oh, wow. the ingredients that you put in. I do. And, I do. And, you know, for you to be able to put things in that are entirely plant-based, the retake on the mac and cheese, we all agreed could stand on its own. It didn't even have to be compared. It was just like, wow, the bomb. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I was just gonna say that having had the opportunity to watch you work mm-hmm. in addition to taste your food, I really am in awe because oh, wow. I cook a little bit, but I don't, you know, and I and I have a sense of how beautiful things lend to your, right. you know, a better enjoyment of the food that you're consuming. But to see you um, actually start from start to finish, put together a meal was, was really fascinating. So oh. we look forward to being able to share that with our audience very soon. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, I do put a lot of thought into all my dishes, even when I'm cooking for myself. I try to think about how can I make this the best I don't, I don't typically uh, cut corners, even when I'm eating for myself. Um, but um, I, I, I try to eat, of course, with my eyes first. Mm-hmm. So everything, presentation, I put a lot of thought into it. So thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, it shows. When you, when we were making the crab cakes right. together, well, sorry, you <laughs> were making the crab cakes and I was watching. Quote, unquote, have crab cakes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we were doing, for our audience sake, we were doing a, air quote, uh, vegan crab, crab cake. And it was inspired by what you put on your feed. Right. Um, and you brought, I think you had uh, marinated the. Yeah, the heart of palm. Yeah. You're right. What, what has it? In seaweed. Yeah. Which gives it that. Right. Crab cakey taste. Exactly. The sea taste yeah. um, from the seaweed, plant based, yeah. into the heart of palm, plant based. But um, so again, the, the, the senses are very important to me. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to look like, quote unquote, air quote, as she said, <laughs> a crab cake. I wanted it to smell like a crab cake, mm. taste as much as possible, um, and even the texture. Yeah, the crunchy outstanding. And here, yeah. Yeah, so so all those senses I I, I think about every single time I cook. That's awesome. And can I also just, you know, call it what you will. Maybe it's a little sexist, but you're a dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's that's what I heard. So the story is told. <laughs> and you cook, right? And so like we're three women who are very busy and don't necessarily put that kind of care and attention into what we make for ourselves. And so it's, I think, even that much more impressive that you're a man who's like, I have to cook real food and has to look good and yeah. you know, touch all of these emotions for people when they're enjoying it. Thank you. I think that lends to the fact that more well, my personality, we were talking about earlier, just what our personality traits are. Um, I'm, I'm a very detailed oriented person. I may not share a lot of what I'm thinking, but um, again, I'm not being critical of anyone, of course, but but I'm, I'm thinking about- Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I'm thinking about a lot, even though I'm not saying. So I have an opportunity when I cook to really utilize that trait and, and put it to, to uh, a culinary aspect. So 
Yeah. Well, thank you for noticing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so truth be told, Lawrence and I are personal friends. We've known each other for We're friends. over, well, <laughs> I just okay. Think, well, okay. <laughs> no. no, we are. Maybe, maybe we uh, were. No, no, no. Not so sure Until, now. No, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. You're right. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off at that point. Please go. <laughs> we have been aware of one another. <laughs> <laughs> For many years now. Yeah. Probably going back a decade or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so... I'd like for you to describe kind of the evolution of your eating. What what would you say your eating plan looked like maybe five years ago? Well, um, five years ago, I think it was the typical American uh, mid thirties. Well, actually, I'm in my forties, so I guess early forties, late thirties. We don't we don't use real numbers here. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. Um, I was I think I was conscious of putting things into my body, but I don't think I was as critical as I am now. Um, I realized that um, eating certain foods had an impact on me, but I still ate beef, pork, uh, lunch meat, things of that nature. Uh, I consumed sugar, just like the regular American does, carbohydrates. Um, I've, I've never been sort of an extreme person of eating these things, but I was very uh, particular about what I eat, but I wasn't as critical, if that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. while I still ate beef or I still ate pork, it was the best you know, pork or the best cheese, or instead of eating Kraft macaroni and cheese mm -hmm. out of a box, I would eat you know, homemade macaroni and cheese with five cheeses, that type of thing. So that's what I mean that I, I enjoyed food. I've always enjoyed food. I've always enjoyed well-prepared food, dining out in nice restaurants, but not really focusing on really how this food impacts or has an effect on my body. So that's what I would say. Last five years or so. So what changed? What made you consider plant-based eating as an option? Um, well, initially it was curiosity. I mean, there's been this whole sort of vegan sort of movement over the last, I would say, what, five years? Yeah, yeah, but it's really become stronger lately. I mean, you hear about vegan and plant-based and choices or non-meat choices so much more so than previously. So initially, I think it was uh, just curiosity, what it meant or what it means to be vegan. Um, so I've always felt like... Uh, plant-based was better, but I never really got the concept that you can go a little bit further and eliminate animal products. So I've been plant-based, I think, I don't know how you all define plant-based, but I just, I find that eating more plants is plant-based to me. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're truly a vegan. Mm -hmm. I don't know how everyone else That's feels about right. Okay, good, yeah. good. So I think it's just that, right? Plant-based, like the base of your diet is plants, but right, right. it doesn't have to exactly. be solely that. Exactly. And that goes back to previous episodes where we talked about the food pyramid, right? So what is the foundation of your food pyramid? And so you're saying that plants oh, kind of definitely. live in that space for you. Oh, definitely. So I would honestly say I probably eat 85% plant, 
base. Um, so I'm going to have more vegetables and more vegetables more than fruit for sugar consumption uh, purposes. Um, not really a lot of animal products, although I do still partake in <laughs> cheese. And uh, it's so hard. I know, I know, cheese, not a lot, but again, yeah. maybe sparingly. I love butter. We'll turn you on to some plant based options for butter. Yeah, you mentioned, yeah. Cheese, creams. That, I mean, we might... agree. Like, there's some foods that you just can't, that they're not can't, but they're very difficult to replace. To, right. I think we yeah. talked about this as a team. Like, bacon is one of those things that mm. was like super hard for me to give up because, like, what tastes like bacon? Cheese is also up there, right? Um, mm. But I will say um, there are some acceptable options and really. Jen has been instrumental in changing my mind about that because I was a diehard, like, no, don't need cheese. Just drop all of it. That that vegan cheese, right. forget about it. Um, and since then, I was in the store just last night and I bought I bought three of the cheeses she put mm. me on to. So you, we might be able to introduce you to some okay. that you that you like. Um, but I do, I think, it's, it's interesting you bring that up, though, because the mac and cheese that you made for us, right, we were calling it mac and cheese, but it was like a pasta with cheesy creamy baked pasta. Right? Um, but <laughs> okay. it was made from cashews. Yeah. Right. And did it even have vegan no, cheese in it? Did it have vegan cheese no, in it? No, actually, I think I did add some... Uh, like I a forget. cheddar yeah. shred. Right, but it was but the majority on the of top, it, yeah. Right. Most of that creaminess came from the cashews yeah. or whatever You're else right. you put in that yeah. creamy yeah. sauce, which was, you know, good enough for breakfast. Whew. So so good. I still don't believe in the vegan cheeses and not, you know, except some of that mac and cheese. Mike's vegan cheese is good. <laughs> that right there. It's like the only non real cheese thing that uh, I've eaten in a really long time. And I haven't ventured out to buy any of the cheeses that- Oh, really? Um, okay. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm just, I can't wrap my head around it. So. I get it. I mean, I feel the same way. I don't know if this is how you feel, but um, I think we all have, have spoken on um, when eating, not just necessarily replacing it with something that is unhealthy, like vegan, sausages yeah. it's so processed i mean i'm not knocking anyone that eats it but again I, I think eating food at a whole foods level is way better than these processed things that are quote unquote vegan right? yeah and there's a lot of salt in these processed right. foods right even exactly. though they're plant-based and that's one of the things that's that's why we created the jealous vegan and why we're so happy to work with you because you get it right like yeah. it's not just about it's not just about eat something. It's not just about taking out animal products, right? Because you can throw in potato chips and it's vegan fantastic. cheese, exactly and Oreos, vegan chocolate, right. uh, uh, vegan <laughs> not chocolate, vegan uh, what you call it sausage. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not healthy, exactly, in of itself. And exactly. we're in pursuit of that healthier, exactly, healthier options, exactly. I'm excited to have you on the team because uh, you know I think that what's great about you is that you're not necessarily a chef by trade. Mm -hmm. And so you come from a real life perspective of like, what can I make someone like me? So you Good say point. that you like to work, like you like to watch the cooking shows. Um, for me, even when I watch cooking shows, I feel like oh, I'm not doing all that, you know? Mm. Um, so I feel like, 
<laughs> yeah, I easily get overwhelmed too. Really? You know. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I that's one of the things that I've enjoyed about watching you is like the ingredients that you work with are things that I would buy from Whole Foods wow. or Trader Joe's or a place like that. And you have that creative edge to it of like, oh, you can mix this with this and it's going to give you a different flavor, which like I never would have thought of. And I think sometimes, at least in my mind, I think, well, chefs, they've been trained in this particular way. They know these ingredients. They know how to, you know, mix it up, Mm -hmm. you know, char things, Mm -hmm. do all these special techniques that Mm -hmm. the normal person doesn't know how to do. Um, But then you kind of shattered my box on that in terms of just. It's not that hard to make Truly. good plant-based um, foods. You just have to be a little bit creative and give yourself a little bit of time. Um, but you can still make some really good plant-based stuff without having the right. skill set of a chef. Right? Wow. So I, I, I see that. you when you cook. I see you lead with your intuition more than yeah. your knowledge. And it's interesting to see that because that's the definition of a good chef, yeah. right? And, and not just a chef. I'm talking about any good cook, right? Yeah. My grandmother is like this. She leads with her intuition, mm-hmm. and I put her out there because I know her cooking is amazing. I know members of our audience who have family members or friends in their yeah. social circle, and they're just like, how did you, how do you make that? Um, well, I just, I don't know. It just seemed right to you yeah. know, marinate in seaweed, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I would, no, never, I would never, never have thought of that, that. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I think the, the beauty of what you produce is that it's approachable yes and that for most of us where we lack confidence in the kitchen we just we're like oh it's too hard but you make it seem like no no you can do that (laughs) and and I experienced that when we were cooking you know our test meal together um I was thinking I I've never done this before and you were like okay so why don't you do this and then try that and then and it came out great and I was like I can't do this this is awesome (laughs) good so I think the beauty of the videos that you've produced, and for those who have not seen it, let's just call out again, at News to DC, you'll be able to see some of the videos that Mike has, Lawrence has produced. Sorry. <laughs> right, let's, let's address that real quick. So my first name is Lawrence, and that's what I use. We knew this was going to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't give you me, though. <laughs> my middle name is Michael, Okay. and all my close friends and family call me by my middle name. So... A lot of friends and family use them interchangeably, so feel free to call me either or. But social media-wise, I go by Lawrence, my first given name. Okay. So your, your government elephant name. is definitely... Government. You're right. Government name. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> so discombobulated. But I guess the idea is that um, and I think that I remember I took a knife skills class mm-hmm. at Sur La Table, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago. And it gave me confidence to be able to chop Handle. and wow. chiffon and okay. dice and all slice and all the things that you need to do to get your food ready to prepare. And that changed the world for me. And I think that for most people, especially as they're making the transition to plant-based, they lack the confidence to be able to put together meals that they feel good about, that people who consume them will feel good about. And that's the that's the challenge that people face. And yeah. what I love about having you as part of our ecosystem is that you've helped us approach foods in a way that we can maybe dip into what's familiar, mm-hmm. but also explore something that's totally new. And it feels like, oh, I can actually I can do, do this. That. Yeah, I think just trial and error for me, 
obviously I started from somewhere where different from where I am today. So I encourage anyone that I work with or I cook with or anyone that has any connection with me. I mean, I really enjoy cooking, so they know that that's like my thing. Um, allow yourself to, to simply be exposed to it and take small steps, just like Jennifer mentioned about the cooking course, or I'm sorry, the uh, knife skills. Knife skills. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's great. But 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 there's a piece here too of like uh, I'm not that interested in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like hear it's, that a lot. it's fine. It's fine. I can I can cook. I do cook, but not as interested. So. Um, I would prefer to go somewhere else and let someone else do the cooking and preferably have someone else different do the dishes. Um, just because <laughs> I, you need like a whole team to support your eating. You know, I just don't want to think about it. And that's just, that's my personal opinion. I can own that, right? And it may, you know, people can judge that either way, but I appreciate having you on the team and I'm excited to collaborate with you and what we want to bring for um, the Jealous Vegan. Be and also to have somebody I could call and be like, uh, Mike, so <laughs> um, I want to make a do, do a retake on this dish my grandmother makes. What do you think about it? You know, okay. um, yeah. I think okay. there's some really excitement. Yeah. You enjoy it. I love it. I really do enjoy it. I think about, I get excited. Like when I go to Whole Foods, yeah. I'm in the produce section and I see the different vegetables and fruits, especially uh, when there's a, a change in the seasons, you see the produce reflective of mm. that. So um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad to collaborate with you guys. And, you know, we have great conversation about food and non-food and life in general. So it's all connected. Okay, I don't think I'm ever excited to go into Whole Foods. Ever. No, are you serious? Girl, get in, get oh, out. Man. What? <laughs> Straight for the wine section. Yes. <laughs> and then like the basics. I need basics. milk. I need, I need cereal. Fruit. I need some fruit. Biodynamic need... wine. And, uh, <laughs> I'll go from there. <laughs> I'm That's like so queen of the hot bar. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. I don't have wow. time to think yeah. about it. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, what Jen pointed out, I think is fundamental too, because we have this construct that women are the cookers when in <laughs> fact, you know, you, yeah. this is... Well, Jen loves to cook, but I don't. I never did. And it's not that I think there's, I don't feel any kind of way that women should cook or men should cook. I don't feel right. that way. I just feel like whoever loves it, yeah, they should have the role. Mm. And and so... Okay, I like that. For me, I feel like I'm usually a pretty creative person, but for some reason, and I think a lot of it has to do with environment and what you've been told, and we talk about this, the food pyramid, and put the three things on your plate. When it comes to what I'm eating, and I'm finding now that I am being, when I, now that I am being more conscious about what I'm eating, I'm finding that there's not a lot of diversity. Um, I recently bought this uh, vegan cookbook, and I found that I can't, find so many of the items that she recommends, you know, cooking and using. Um, so when it comes to cooking for me, it's just a little bit frustrating because I don't know how to exercise my creativity. I don't know how to think outside of the things that I've always been eating, which now I don't eat anymore. Um, so I end up eating the same sort of things or I don't know how to season them right. They don't taste as good. I'm, I mean, I tried to make some greens. You made greens for us and I tried to like make some. And, mm. She should have called me. It was subpar. <laughs> it was subpar. <laughs> it 
was not as good. Um, but I, I don't know what I did different. I feel like all the same ingredients were there. Right. Well, and also like, but you're right. Next time I'm gonna be like, yeah, hey, call me. Yeah, help me out. It was SOS. Not. Right. <laughs> make so it. Make it. Yeah. What you made for us? Uh, it was collard greens, right? Collard greens, right? And they were sautéed, not that's boiled. What I thought. I did parboil them to get that green color, but sautéing them. See, that was a step I would have done. See, and that makes just because I'm lazy, I'm not. I'm just gonna call myself out right now. Yeah. Um, but also the the retake on the collard greens you did for us, like you had, you know, onion. And I think you yeah. had some red, red pepper. pepper. There was some red yeah. pepper. I did that. <laughs> So it looked, so, and, and also, you, you made it look but wait, he didn't saute those in oil. He just salt, he just, you know, that, that I feel like that was part of the, really? there was, yeah, there was it so was many things that you did that were just different See, from just how I prepared food. Doing it, yeah. yeah. And also to speak to what you were talking about, um, April, mine looked disgusting. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, well, they didn't taste that great. They looked disgusting. Right. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I tried it. I tried it. Yeah, no. But I also wasn't like really paying attention while you were cooking. I was like taking photos and that kind of thing. So yeah. clearly, I need to be like focus, yeah, focus and watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll take but my class. But it speaks to not having the intuition, right? Like not having the intuition that you do in the practice. Because yeah. real talk, anything that we love, correct, we naturally get good at. Yeah, yeah good point. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it's very true. But you mentioned something um, that I wanted to speak to, uh, Jennifer, where you mentioned why plant-based. Another reason I feel as though plant-based has become important in my life is when we think about life in general, when um, we surround ourselves with good people, good conversation, that's something that's good for our our well-being, um, as well as the environment when you're not in a smog-infested city like Washington, D.C., downtown. What? I know, right? (laughs) But you're in perhaps a rural area where there's clean hair. Mm -hmm. All these are factors in how well your body is, mentally, um, physically. So another reason for my my journey on this plant-based sort of diet, diet rather, is I realized that directly what we put in our bodies, plant-based, raw things, things aren't processed and that have been dead for days or weeks, or that the 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 composition of it has not changed or has changed so dramatically. It's not in the original form. These affect our physical bodies. And so knowing that something that I've bought that perhaps was plucked recently or or cut recently or bought recently that has not been changed, it's in its raw state, was a major factor in me going on this journey. Did you feel different? Oh yeah, oh yeah, immediately. Um, for, I have um, hypertension. Um, I acquired it early in my early 20s. There's a whole nother Sort of podcast. Uh, yeah, another podcast. <laughs> and eventually, um, I was taking medication for the hypertension for the prevention of migraine headaches. So the migraine headaches um, were offset by me taking 
Excedrin migraine, like on a daily basis, I was popping it, not realizing what it was doing to my kidneys. Eventually, my kidneys began to fail. So I've been diagnosed with kidney dysfunction or kidney disease. So when that was, when that is imminent, I should say, I won't say when it was imminent, but it is imminent that my kidneys at some point will continue to fail, I realized that I needed to make a change. I knew that food had an, a, a major factor or, or response to how my kidneys worked. So I began to modify my diet and eliminating those purines, which the kidneys have a hard time uh, metabolizing. And eventually I was uh, developing gout, which is a very painful, painful acute pain that I, this indescribable. Uh, so and purines. Let me slow you down. Sorry, okay. a bit. Does purines are those found largely in animal-based products? Thank you. Okay. Also, right. nightshade vegetables. Or? Correct. Some cruciferous vegetables, spinach, asparagus. Those mm. things contain purines. They're higher. They have higher than normal vegetables. There are some of the higher lentils. So while you can consume them. They're just, they just have a higher level. So perhaps if I'm consuming something else that's high in purines, I may not eat as many of these beans or mm -hmm. a you huge You have to be careful. Watch right. what I have you to be eat. careful. Mm -hmm. And what age were you when you determined that? I was probably about 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So I'm 44 now. So 34 is when I became really aggressive due to my kidney disease. In fact, um, not to fall too far off of the, uh, the subject, but uh, one of the things that really helped me in my uh, plant-based diet is my doctor, nephrologist, any doctor, he, uh, he advised me, he said, Lawrence, you, uh, you're doing amazing things. He said, I've been seeing you for the last 12 years. You've maintained the health of your kidneys the entire 12 years. He said, you're my best patient. The fact that most people at this point, they shift from stage two to three, sometimes multiple stages. So right now I'm in, in kidney stage three, just before dialysis. So he said, you maintained that for over a decade, which is phenomenal. He said, whatever you're doing, continue to do what you're doing. So that that's more impetus for me to continue to eat right and put good things into my body so that I uh, maintain my kidney health and I'm here a little bit longer than what was planned for me. Or I shouldn't say planned for me, but. <laughs> we understand. Than what yeah. you might have gotten right. otherwise. Exactly yeah. otherwise. Yeah. That's amazing. That, that is. is amazing. Good for you. That is Thank amazing. You. Yeah. I think people too, they take for granted how much plants can really shift the outcome of your health, um, even when people are diagnosed with different things, they feel like, well, that's it, you know, um, or they feel like, oh, well, it's too late at this point. Maybe if I had done something earlier. But uh, what's interesting about the body is that like your cells are always Absolutely. regenerating, right? They're always you're always renewing yourself. It's why mm -hmm. your skin sheds and all exactly. that stuff. And so it is absolutely possible to uh, stop or reverse or at best, you know, keep Right. Keep it the same mm -hmm. um, without 
causing further damage um, with with diet. So that's great Amen. that you were able to like see that and recognize yeah. it and like take that step. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really speaks great. to your motivation and intelligence too, mm-hmm. because I mean, I, how do you purines, right? Average person starting out is like, I have kidney disease. Okay, give me some drugs, right? And right. as an American, we're wired to like, give, is there a pill that can fix this? Exactly. Or that can right. keep me alive longer? You went to food, recognize, and even deeper, right? Okay, right. what do I need to eat? And that takes a tremendous amount of motivation. Life or death is a good source of motivation, <laughs> yeah. right? But, but, but there are people who recognize the benefits of plant-based or they recognize that other people get benefits from plant-based and they still yeah. eat, eat what they've meat. culturally always eaten because yeah. it's just easier. Or people who know that smoking cigarettes is bad for them and yet they do it anyway because it's just hard to give that up, right? Or cultural, some other reason other than... The intellectual knowledge, I know it's bad. I'm just going to give right. into it. Like Leela said, this is it. Right. Um, I'm going to die it, of something. I always hear that. And I hate when I Don't you hate that? Yeah, I do. I'm like, really? it doesn't have to be this. Right. Or this soon. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What's always interesting to me is I've had a number of people, um, other clients that I have, who have said like when they were diagnosed with cancer, They've gone completely plant-based, 100% vegan, and they've gone through chemo, and they've recovered, and then for some reason they're like, yeah, and then I stopped going vegan. And I'm like, <laughs> but if you were able right. to see that it made that results. much of a difference in your health, then why would you stop something right. that's like clearly good clearly, for right. your longevity? But right. uh, it speaks to what you said, right? People, intellectually they know, but they don't. Right. There's something to that where you can't. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly say why you mentioned that um, my, on my way here today, uh, my Uber driver, she somehow we got on the subject of just feeling better. Her name is Blanche. I told her I would kind of call her out. So she told me that she was diagnosed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. I forget how long ago. And she said she would not accept that. She said she started working out and she changed her diet. She put together uh, different dishes and she prepped them and she ate them for like four months and she worked out. She no longer has diabetes. Mm. So I thought that was amazing that at her station in life, being an educator or working for the education system rather and um, making an informed decision, executing it, and seeing the results, just like you said, Lisa, I think we all can learn from that. Mm-hmm. And we have so many examples now of other people doing them, and that should in turn give us sort of the push to do it as well, even if we feel like, hey, I'm not directly affected. Yeah, agree. I think, too, one of the big parts with any illness that you could be diagnosed with is like to really do your due diligence to understand what it is and how it works and how you can alter maybe what you're eating to counteract that. So like you talk about diabetes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your body's too much insulin, your body becomes insulin, like um, kind resistant. of immune, resistant, you know? Right. So understand how that process works and then understand how you can shift it. But a lot of people, and it's so unfortunate, I feel like, are lazy and just like, I don't know what it is. Right. I just Or give me a pill, like you give said. Give me a yeah. pill. It's easier and quicker, yeah. And we've talked about the cultural implications, right? right. Like, I mean, what, what, but, 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 but then what do you want me to do then? Like, what can I eat? Well, no, I mean, I can't. I 
can't do all right, that. Right, I can't do that. Right, but and, and, so it speaks to it's an emotional response much more than it is an intellectual one. Right. Yeah. Well said. And that's that's really what I think the Jealous Vegan is all about, is helping people to unpack the things that cause them to make decisions that aren't good for them, but are based in an emotion or a comfort associated with an event or a group of people, and saying, I don't have to make that choice. I can choose something different that serves me better, even if it means that it's different than the, the norm. The norm. Mm. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I was thinking that just this week, actually, that the Jealous Vegan is more about how to conquer the emotional mm-hmm. barriers to embracing a change. Um, and it's, it's really about habit change and what keeps us from doing it more than just like typical vegan sites or like throw food at you. Right. They have try this recipe, which for me is very dizzying because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't like to cook because I've already said. And so then it's like, <laughs> okay, you want to give me all these recipes? I don't care. Like, I don't want to do that. Who can do this for me? And right. I'm that person that I want to throw money at a problem that I don't want to do, right? Again, emotional response. Um, and it's so much more impactful, I think, when people get clear about what's stopping them from making the change. Absolutely. Because then they can find their own solution, like you did, right? Yeah. I'm going to find my own solution right. to the goal I want to get to. like it. I love it. So how have you seen your health improve or your life improve as you've incorporated these changes? Um, as I mentioned before, the, your kidney health, my kidney health, right. It's probably the major sort of factor, um, as well as, sorry, I went blank. Um, just not suffering from pain because directly through hypertension and the kidney disease, these things affect how I feel when you have heart palpitations from consuming too much salt or animal-based meats, things of the nature that are soiled in salt, um, just directly seeing how I feel better. I wake up, uh, I sleep better. Um, you guys did that podcast on poop. Yeah. That was amazing because I see a change. I mean, when I go, I go, I'm in there for literally a minute. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> too, too much information. No, but seriously, I never forget. I like it. I never forget. I went into work, into the stall. There was a gentleman somewhere in the close proximity. I knew he was in there because I could hear him. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Hmm, that paints a picture. And she said, it's it's not private because it's a public bathroom. Right, so right. It's no privacy. But literally, I went in. He was clearly in progress. I went in. <laughs> Body in progress. Did my thing. Washed my hands. Got out before he even began to finish his <laughs> business. His business. So just seeing that. Oh my god! Yell over the stall like, "What are you eating?" <laughs> Man, what are you eating? I wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> I've been like, about that plant-based life. Right. Oh, right. Plug my site or plug my, uh, my, my Instagram page, News at DC. News to DC, rather. So, but yeah, just um, seeing quick changes um, to sleeping better, feeling better. Yeah. Um, 
the whole process of eliminating um, all those things. And again, the medical side, my medical profession, uh, the uh, the doctors rather that that treat me, they've seen an improvement. So just all those things. That's awesome. Has really been a, a push for me to continue on this lifestyle. So as I described your cooking style and the way you approach food as being very approachable, I'm sure there are things that have not been easy for you. Can you identify maybe a hurdle or obstacle that has kind of stuck in your craw as you tried to make this change in your life? Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, and I think the majority of us here, I really enjoy, even though I love to cook, I love to go out. I love to eat in nice restaurants and eat good food. And again, I subscribe to your podcast. You had an addition about eating out. Mm -hmm. So having a limited menu has been a hurdle for me because I, I truly enjoy food. I know some things you just, Jennifer, you just can't eat or you just don't like. And I know, um, Lisa, from you, you know, dairy for you, but I can eat literally anything. So obviously my lifestyle has shifted to more plant-based but if i wanted to revert back i could still eat everything so knowing that when i go to a restaurant that a lot of times they won't allow you to modify the, the menu has been a hurdle for me mm -hmm. so i'm more critical of what it is that i'm ordering and usually it's two or three things and if i don't feel like eating this I'm forced to eat this. And sometimes it's a vegetable uh, platter. <laughs> and I'm fine with that, but I don't want to eat a vegetable platter right. all the time. It's not I as can interesting. Do it right, right. And exactly. why spend the money on a vegetable exactly. platter? You can make your own. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get so. that. I was going to say, have you ever like, I don't cook, so I never had this experience, but uh, have you ever like, gone to a restaurant and maybe ordered something and you're like, oh, mine is way better. Like, ugh. Yeah, definitely. Really? Oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I, no. I don't say it all the time, but yeah, a lot of times. Mine is never better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another thing that I miss is, uh, or rather, burgers. I just mm. a good burger. So I've taken a vow. I haven't had beef in over three years. Never heard Please of a beef-free vow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. A beef-free vow? I mean, yeah, I've heard of all twist. other types of vows, but... Well, I mean, I stopped eating... I mean, I'm not a vegan, but right. I stopped eating beef. I stopped eating pork, chicken. So I still eat fish occasionally. I still eat cheese occasionally. Um, so you so said I'm three not years vegan. ago. Yeah, beef. I haven't had a piece of beef in three years. Oh. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You're so. on the April train. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't eaten. I don't know. I don't know when the last time it was. I haven't yeah, so you it's stopped probably, counting probably after Probably been a decade. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. But m like you, well, in a different way, my intolerance to most animal products and byproducts is immediate. Mine is digestion. Okay. So I, I feel it immediately. Um, and even more so as I took things out, I, right. I, I would put some, I'd have a piece of cheese and I'm like, oh, yeah, it that was quiet in there and now there's a riot it, happening, right? right? right. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So, have you tried any plant-based alternatives for beef? burgers or beef crumbles, quote unquote beef crumbles? Actually, I'm working on my own. Huh. Yeah. Huh? So I've been watching a couple of videos on trying to replicate 
I love tacos. I'm a taco dude. I love tacos. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking into using cauliflower and mushrooms with seasonings. Again, I don't want to get too much away from the whole plant-based aspect of it because, again, that defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to do. But I, I like tacos. So mm. that I've also um, tried a burger from Friday's. And oh, when Beyond I was burger. eating what is it? Beyond. Yeah. Is that what it was Beyond called? Meat. Beyond meat. Yeah. I was amazed because when I was eating it, I said, oh my gosh, they made a mistake. I'm eating meat. <laughs> because it tastes so much like. Yeah. It's juicy. It's yeah. not dry like a typical vegan burger. I yeah. said, oh my goodness. But it truly. Sell them out of foods. Pardon? Are you going to sell them out of foods? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Fine. They're delicious. Oh, wow. That's my non cooking staple. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those. In the freezer. I was going to say, we went to a place in Miami, um, Plant Miami, and they did a vegan taco, which was really interesting. And it was actually sunflower seeds that had oh, been wow. soaked in, I guess, all the seasonings of that ground makes sense. beef. It was really that makes good. Sense. So, not for me, but for you. Try that out. Well, you See, might like it because you like the cashew. Us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. test it out for you. I'll yeah. we'll eat them. We'll make saying, sure that it's good for you. The recipe is for you. It's not for okay. me. It's for you. So when you make them, okay. I'll tell Call you how you they are. Okay. That's actually pretty good. Because you get that ground beef consistency. And they the actually size, were right. really good. Well, that's how you do the yeah. cashew uh, cheese. Mm -hmm. yeah. You soak the cashews right, uh, so for a considerable soft. right. Yeah. And you blend them. So it makes sense yeah. that they would just soak mm -hmm. the sunflower seeds. Yeah. So that also, okay. the last thing that I, well, I still do consume it, but I'm really trying to pull off of heavy cream. Mm -hmm. Love heavy cream at my coffee. Oh, so, we can help coffee. you with that, Mike. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I'm not vegan, so I don't feel so much about not eat, uh, consuming um, or eliminating totally. But I just do want to pull back because I find that when I'm congested or there's some type of mucus forming, it's aggravated by the creams that yeah, I consume. Sure. So. Yeah. That's been a struggle as well. But we have had some, we found uh, some great substitutes, plant-based substitutes for... Uh, cream? Coffee. coffee creamer. Yeah. Well, I mean, coffee creamer and heavy cream are two different things. Yeah. True. Heavy cream is divine to mm -hmm. me. I love it in all sorts of things. I usually add it to eggs when I eat eggs. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Heavy cream yeah. Is, you, is... Like in an omelet or scrambled yes. eggs even. Yeah, oh, man. Unmatched. Yeah. And the fats in there are actually really good for you. Oh, okay. In the, uh, the heavy cream? cream? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, so. Any other foods you miss? I have burgers, tacos, <laughs> heavy cream. Anything else? I don't eat as much of it. I still do eat ice cream. I love ice cream. And I've had some alternatives. We, we were talking about this earlier as far as the coconut-based and it's definitely soy based. I, I just the soy based ice creams. I just can't yeah, find any exactly. that are good. I right. haven't had any. I've right. had some coconut ice creams that were okay. Yeah, coconut. Yeah, but coconut. usually not store bought. Usually in the finer restaurants that I have mm -hmm. felt like okay. Right. Now we're right. talking about exactly something. right. Might just impress me. So just cutting back on the ice cream because of again just the dairy. I eat a lot of ice cream when I eat it, so it's not just a small. <laughs> so when I say I miss out, if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat it. Um, you and Lisa are like oh, you know, really? a pint of day. Kindred spirits. I love it. Pine a day. Love yeah. ice cream. Uh, 
so, ice cream so that just cutting back on ice cream i i don't buy it any anymore i don't keep it in my refrigerator so if anything it might be a sorbet no, it's usually okay, dairy free. Thank you. Yeah, fruit based. Fruit based, right, right. But nothing to your point about heavy cream, though. Like nothing really satisfies without that because it. it, it the, the hardest better. part for me in going plant based wasn't giving up beef or Same pork here. or whatever, right? But it was like, where do I get that savory mm. and heaviness on my tongue? That's like I'm used to with a good butter pecan. Like yes. I want th- that. and it turns out the cashews can give it to you in the right you know if you know how to prepare them them, Um, also uh, there was something else macadamia nuts I took a raw oh they're so good right Um, I took a raw uh, vegan I think it was a um, a class or it was a dessert class and so we made a cheesecake that was made Uh, from it had cacao which has the, the cacao butter which is that creaminess and also macadamia nuts I think is what we used and oh and then I said oh okay well there it is it's, it's not the same but it's not the same it, it was right, approachable right, right? buttery right. fatness to macadamia exactly. nuts yeah. so good right yeah. I think that's why you guys like the mac and cheese so much that I made because it's very similar as well as the crab cake it's similar but it's not the exact same thing and if, if you are used to good food you'll you'll recognize the difference right but it's still good. It's still good. It's still really wow. good. So we covered some of the hurdles for you. Any hacks, things that you found surprisingly easy to adopt or adapt to a plant-based routine? Sure. Um, definitely anticipation of the day or the day ahead. So knowing that I'm going to work and also preparation has been uh, very helpful for me. So I know that I need to prep some things. I know that if I prepare my meal, I know what's in it. And I'm not inclined to, when I get to work, since I didn't prepare something perhaps, that I'll go to one of the food trucks and I'll buy something that perhaps is not the best for me. I mean, I still will eat something plant-based, but for the most part, you don't know how they're preparing things. Mm -hmm. So, Um, anticipation of my day, also repetition. I usually buy some of the same things over and over again. So when I go to the grocery store or when I use Instacart, I I usually buy the same things and I I have a routine of what I'm going to prepare has really helped me uh, with this plant-based journey. Definitely. I love it. I'm a big proponent of reducing decision fatigue. (laughs) <laughs> and we've talked about it in a prior episode, but the idea that you have to figure it out right. will always cause you to slip up. Mm. And so if you can consume the same things over and over again. Right. So it's not even, you don't even have to make a choice. You just know. You know. And it becomes your default. It's just easier. So exactly. I love that that's what you're doing. Thank you. Agreed. Awesome. Um. Just in general, I think that, and I didn't know if one of your questions lends itself to it, but uh, another reason why I feel as though moving to a more plant-based diet is better for us. If you read the Bible, um, I believe that we initially were created and our bodies were created in such a way that initially we didn't eat meat. It was only due to some changes 
<laughs> that uh, we were allowed to eat meat. So I do believe that if we if we utilize the the original diet, the original purpose, that our bodies are more conducive to that lifestyle. So that's been sort of my mantra of making a change. Want to take it back? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I just have to know. Took it way back. One more thing, like, what's your go-to plant-based snack or meal? Like, what's the thing if you're like, I'm hungry and I really want plant-based specifically? What's your go-to? Wow, that's a really good question. I don't. I mean, because I can cook, I don't really have like. No oh, bragging. <laughs> I like how you look me right in the face. No, 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 really. You know, no. unlike some people. Unlike other people. <laughs> I, I can really come. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I have a sort of regular grocery list. And so at any given time, I know that I can whip up something. So I guess my go-to, I'm trying to think of what my go-to dinner or my go-to. Well, no, that's not plant-based. <laughs> I know you're one. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. The truth comes know, out. Right, right. We can handle it, Mike. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying, like, this morning I had um, a, a, a big toast of, like, this artesian uh, bread toasted um, with some butter. <laughs> I know, right? A whole avocado mm-hmm. and some eggs with heavy cream. That was today. Oh. But... Uh, like throughout the week, because I can't do that because of work, I usually I'm like, okay, there it goes. My berries in the morning, I usually do a ton of berries with the antioxidants. Mm-hmm. First thing in my gut, I want to, whatever you put in your body first, first thing in the morning besides water, it's going to have the major impact to yep. you. So usually berries, I, the staple for, for breakfast are berries, water. Um, for lunch, I usually do... A salad, whether I make it or I buy it, I want to have at least one big juicy salad with tons of vegetables, some protein, some lean proteins like nuts, avocado. That's my go-to. Thank you. I wasn't thinking. I'm just so used to doing it. Uh, dinner, uh, if I do do dinner, it might be something, again, more plant-based. I usually will roast some vegetables or You've seen some of my posts on Instagram where I'll say weekend dinner. I crafted this real quick. So usually a vegetable, a couple of vegetables. I try not to do any carbs uh, for dinner because it's so close to the end of the day. So good question. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is great. We look forward to showcasing what you can do for our audience in an upcoming event. Okay. And in the meantime, please keep producing those awesome videos. We love seeing what you're creating in the kitchen. Will yeah. do. And stay tuned, audience, because we've got some good content coming up, event, and uh, News CDC is going to show you what he's got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pressure. It's it's worth it's, it's worth so the cost of admission. <laughs> it's so it yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This has really given me sort of a boost collaborating with you guys and and speaking with like-minded individuals on what I'm passionate about. And I'm delighted to hear that you guys feel as though interacting with me, that it it gives you the ability or the I can uh, possibility or uh, to be able to accomplish 
you know, cooking a meal or preparing a meal. So thank you. Yeah, it can be done, right? It can be done. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Please connect with us on social media at thejealousvegan.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please go to thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content in support of your plant-based journey. And remember, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. Thank you.